You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. What kind of cheer did you have in mind? Wrestle, wrestle, twist them like a pretzel. <laughs> what was the cheer that- our friend Taylor does? Oh, she goes. Slant um, that B dot that I curve that C T O R Y. So I'm a little low vibe today, and I'm trying to bring the, the heat here on the edge. I want the heat with some hot coffee. I know, but you just reminded me that drinking coffee at five, at almost, almost six, 6 p.m., I'm going to be fucked. We should have just gone straight for the wine. I know. I mean, hate well, to then be the- it would have been a bad, bad scene, I think. A, a slurry bad scene? Yeah. I think the people love that from us. <laughs> Well, let's get the wine out then. <laughs> I mean, good God. Do you got any caffeinated wine? I do not have caffeinated wine, but they should invent they should that. That's that. actually an interesting concept. No, that's like bad for alcoholics to like be like, they need to hit that They're wine. They're like, the woo! It's yeah. like having a Red Bull vodka. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people do create that. You're just trying yeah, to put it but all like in Nobody's one drinking can. a Red Bull vodka for breakfast. That's Maybe. Just, Maybe. Disgusting. I don't know. I'm anyway. just going to drink this late night coffee. Okay, Chip, report back on how late you're up. So slurp, slurp. <laughs> we were just talking about, I was like, oh, what's my update going to be? I did. I went to the beach two weekends in a row, which is, feels super like privilege. I can't believe I got to do it. But we had that bachelorette party. Mm-hmm. And then I had um, Labor Day. We were supposed to be at Seven Peaks, that music festival, which got canceled. So some friends just kind of scheduled this little beach trip to distract us from the sadness of that and trying to not focus on COVID for one second and whatnot. And it was really fun and great to be at the beach. And, um, that like, that was sort of all that's going on in my life. Like it feels a little like lackluster, except that I've really gotten into a couple shows. You're a couch potato these days. Well, I mean, ish, not really, but I'm just like sort of, I don't know, riding the wave of all the shit going on maybe. And, you know, you I had an escape. Yeah. And so I had those two trips, which kind of could lead into like the privilege aspect. You know, I've been watching the show White Lotus. We were talking yes. about that. You and I have a little bit of mixed reviews about this. But if you haven't watched White Lotus, it's a really, really good show. In my opinion, is it on HBO Max? 
It is. Yeah, I think it's HBO. HBO. Max. So it's a little tougher to get to, but I had to get HBO Max since they started filming the Sex in the City reboot because I was like, oh, I can't miss a minute. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I've been watching it and it's all about white privilege, right? And like, when you hear about white privilege, I think I've been talking about this a little bit. Like I'm starting to understand the concept more of how I've grown up with privilege and I just, it was not even on my radar. And there's just a lot of awarenesses that have happened for me around this the last year, but watching a show about it and seeing these characters and going, I know that character. Oh, there I am. Or there's something that happened is actually the most disgusting and disturbing experience that I've felt in a while, not in a bad way though. They're like, all it's despicable like, characters. Like, you, you don't like any all. of the characters, yeah. which I'm not like selling the show in a great way right now. But the truth is, is it sucks me in because I'm very much like feeling this learning experience happening again, because the stuff that we just don't even think about, like there's so many characters that remind me of certain experiences in my life. Like that either I have been under the, the, you know, or I've been operating under that mentality or like the things that I've gotten upset about, but I have not really understood why I was upset. Like there's a lot about white male privilege that triggers me in the show. And I'm like, Oh my God, but that has really been an issue of mine with men for a long time. And I'm kind of uncovering some of that stuff in my own personal life. But like it is seeing it on the show has been like, Oh, that's why it bothers me. Cause it is fucking privilege. Yeah. Like it is like, it's not treating human beings with decency and respect like other humans, even other white humans. It's just like operating from a place of, I am entitled to this right. and I deserve this. And it's just so gross to see in a, in all in one place. Yeah. I mean, and like not to, I'm going to try not to do any spoilers, but I mean, it takes place on an island where the the land has basically been stolen from the natives. Correct. And the only natives that you see are ones that work at the hotel. Right. Most of which are the ones who, like, do, like, native dances. Does it it affect it to say where it is? It's in Hawaii. Yeah. I don't think it gets anything away. It's in Hawaii, yeah. Um, I guess I was just picturing it and wasn't realizing, like, I wasn't painting a clear picture. (laughs) But, yeah, it takes place in Hawaii, and it's like... um, you know, like the only Hawaiians you see are like work at the hotel. Yeah. And most of them are like dancing at dinner. Doing like hula um, dances. Yeah. And it's um, it's just a stark reminder mm-hmm. of the fact that, um, you know, white people have gone in and just like trounced all over everything. Mm-hmm. And like like you touched on this, like the characters are despicable. Yeah, I don't really like any of it them. It is beautifully shot. The story is True. pretty riveting. You, it's It like starts with like a hook. I'm going to give away the very beginning because it doesn't give any... It, this is going to tell you why you need to watch it. Like it basically starts in an airport and there's this like older white couple sitting across from like a young sort of handsome um, guy who's by himself. He was in the office. Do you know that? No. I loved him in the office. He's a really good actor because I fucking hate him in this show. Oh my show. God, he's despicable. Yeah. But um, they're like asking him questions and he said that he's coming back from his honeymoon and they're like, well, where's your wife? And he says something like, why, why don't you mind your own fucking business? And then it cuts to you see a casket being loaded onto the plane. Right. And then it's like, 
white lotus it goes back like one week ago or something so you have no idea whose casket this is well see when so you, it hooks you yeah You're like, but god see, now i gotta know who died you told me that story when we were at the bachelorette party and i was like well is it his wife i mean that's what you but, assume because she's then, not th- sitting there well right but then it gets into the show and you're like wait i have no idea who's in yeah. that casket so that just to give that disclaimer too we're not we're literally we're not, not at all giving away. anything away um yeah and then it's just like the stories and it's all these different versions of it, right? Like the, that kid you're talking about is this rich white male then. And it's like, he's on his honeymoon. Then there's a family. I think the kids are so interesting to watch in that family dynamic because. And they bring their friend who has a, they bring a friend who's a person of color, who is one of the, is the only guest at the hotel that we experience. Yes. That is a person. That's not white. Yes. Correct. Um, and the, just the dynamic with that, I feel like they really touch on what's happening in our culture right now with like kids and technology and just even all of the different programming that's coming in now. And some of it's really good, right? Like as far as, um, gender identity and all of those topics, it just, it touches on all of them. And so I think it's like, it's just a super fascinating concept to look objectively at our society. It's like almost like having like an out of body experience and you're looking down and you're like, Oh my God, all of this is happening in my day to day all the time. And we're kind of, we're just unaware of it. And so mm-hmm. I think that's why I'm so sucked in. Like it's fascinating. I think I only have like an episode and a half left. Um, but then I started also, cause I'm just like really into TV right now, I guess. <laughs> um, that's what you do at the beach when you're like burnt and well, like tired. It was right? what I did when I got back. Cause I'm exhausted. Right. So I know white Lotus problems. Tired, tired from the <laughs> beach. Your so trip to the tired beach. From my two beach trips. Wow. 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 Um, but so I started nine perfect strangers last night. It's so good. Oh, oh my God. Like I literally, when you walked in, I'm like, can we record this? Cause I like, can't get, I can't wait to get to it. <laughs> it's for, it's just like right up my alley. First of all, I love Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. I think she's an amazing A lot actress. of people are like complaining about her accent. Oh really? I like it. She's yeah. Russian in the show. She's Russian, but it does kind of come in and out. Yeah. I mean, I get that. But it's like, I think it's meant to be slightly Russian. Well, also that's just a hard thing. It's a really hard. Apparently just, she stayed in character for like six months. Are you serious? Yeah. Ugh, I don't understand how people do that. Like she has kids. How does she, she talks to her she kids that way? Masha. Wow. Um, well it's so it's based on a book mm-hmm. and it's basically like a retreat. Again, you can kind of tell white privilege into some of this stuff, but it goes into watching these nine strangers go to um, like a mind body kind of place that ends up being a little more intense. I mean, I'm only on episode two, so I can't even really speak to it. But Nicole Kidman is this healer and she's all these healers around her. And like literally they go in and they're thinking they're going to just get like a bunch of massages and just do like this wellness drink and all this stuff. And someone went because he just wanted to go to the most expensive spa, right? Like a spa, like there's hot springs and all of this stuff. And literally within meeting them for the, like the first second, she calls out their shit. Like they're hardcore. Like you're an alcoholic drug addict. I I love how rich the characters are. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they all like, I haven't even gotten to all their stories yet. Yeah. But they also really tap into every different dynamic that, you know, especially on this like social media culture that we live in, where we're all painting these pictures of this life. 
But like, there's always a story that's really going on behind it. And what is the truth? And what is the truth of us that we even deny? You know, like, what are we not in touch with in ourselves? Yeah. And it's just so good. Like it's all really of the, there, and Melissa McCarthy is in it. There's just like all these great actors. Mm-hmm. Um, what can Luke I Evans is in it. Which one is he? Or, um, he's the the gay one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that's the best way to describe him. Yes. Regina Hall is in it. Yeah, Regina oh, Hall. She's so good in she's it, too. so good. The guy with the beard is somebody, too, but yeah, I can't I, think I of him. I recognize him from a lot of things, but I don't know yeah, his name. He's, he's fantastic abrasive. in it, too. He's so good. Anyway, two highly recommended shows, White Lotus and Nine Perfect Strangers. And that is the update I have for you guys this week. <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a few things to speak to that a little bit. Please do. Um, I... My friend told me that I need to watch White Lotus like a month ago, month and a half ago. Yes. And I'm like on the second episode and I texted her and I was like, I'm so tense and I hate these people. Why am I watching this? And she was like, I don't know, but you just have to. And it's like, it is so beautifully shot. Like if for any reason, like if you have any cinephiles out there that like watch this, like just watch it for like the cinephile. What word did you just say? Cinephile. Like people that that love movies. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. And um, I think she learned something every day. Look at how I'm holding the mic. Like (laughs) I got my pinky up, like I'm holding a glass (laughs) of wine. Um, So (laughs) I digress. (laughs) Um, It's really beautifully shot. So if anyone loves like that kind of stuff, just beautiful cinematography, watch it for that. I, um, I fucking hated the characters. I did love, um, I can't remember the actor's name, but the guy who played the, the plays the manager, that's kind of a mess. Oh, he's such a mess. And I love it too. Yeah. Um, so, um, but one of the problems that I really had with it was in a, in, in one instance in particular, um, they lost the plot a little bit um, by there is a black woman. There's a character that's played that is a black woman Mm -hmm. and she falls prey to the promises of a rich white woman. And um, that drove me a little crazy because I felt like it was just like her character to me is was wise beyond her years you know and i'm like she wouldn't have fallen for this bullshit anymore like women like her age or no, like but see i disagree because i think it's like i, mean, I don't know I'm i feel like she's been burned away. enough that she would have smelled sure. this coming a mile away but then it, and then the other thing though is like sometimes i think it taps into so many like things that we like I can relate to this in dating like you want to buy into the dream of something and so sometimes you might ignore red flags yeah, there's or hypnosis like, in it yeah I yeah get that. like you just you like look at the uh possibility even you know or like what it could be and if it's hitting a nerve in you that taps right. into some sort of dream I think you can get sucked in really easily so that's what I saw happening in that capacity because like also i sort of bought in like yeah. I don't really I haven't seen how it plays out so I don't know but um yes that really bothered you because you brought that up it to me really a bothered times. me I just wish like they could have made a small tweak and she could have been native islander because that still would have made sense she yeah. also could have just been a white employee and it uh-huh. was still like it still would have made sense you thought they um, missed the mark because she was black because she was black I just felt like because there was a fierceness to that character totally and I'm like she's, she's too powerful. smart powerful yeah she's yeah. powerful I was like she's too smart like she wouldn't have fallen for this so that drove me a little bit crazy because I feel like um, I've read a few you know critics that have pointed that out too and mm-hmm. I'm so I'm just like when you make a mistake like that 
it defeats the purpose of some of the other stuff that you were nailing. Yeah. So I can't speak to it because I don't know how it plays yeah. out. And I also don't want to give spoiler right. alerts. Okay. So. so the other thing that I, I, just hearing you say the word white privilege, which, you know, obviously I am a beneficiary of Same. and recognize. I think one of the reasons why um, white people in particular have a hard time like wrapping their head around the concept of it is simply the word privilege. Because um, there are a lot of disadvantaged white people. I feel like there needs to be a new term. Okay. That's like, I just looked up synonyms. Like, white benefit. Yeah. You know, the benefit of being white. Yeah. Um, It just, white entitlement. Yeah. You know, like. I mean, I wonder if that would help people with it a little bit. To me, it makes it a little bit more clear, like white benefit. But isn't it like privilege that we're even trying to like change the word? Totally. totally. (laughs) We're like, like, oh, I'm uncomfortable with that. Well, no, it's not. I mean, like, I'm perfectly uncomfortable in my white privilege. I just want other fucking white people to get it. You know, know. so like that's why I um, think that there needs to be some sort of change. Like, but you're right. Like, if I were non-white and I were listening to this, they'd be like, "Fuck you!" Like, no, it's what it is. Yeah, figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, So So sorry, you're offended. I'm so sorry. I think that's the point. Offended is not what I'm worried about. Stupid is what I'm worried about. You know, like can't change. Yeah, you can't. You can't change stupid, and that's the problem. Is like they're the ones that are the fucking. You know, they're the sand in our, you know. Well, I think this is a time, and we've said this again, like, and I always get nervous talking about these topics because it has been such a heated issue in the last year. Um, Just because I know I don't know everything, but all I can do is just keep trying to learn and understand more. I was even thinking about the privilege that I have in my life where I expect an Uber in a certain amount of time. And I, if I don't get it, I'm fucking pissed. Right. And it's like, it takes 20 minutes. And right. that I'm like, 20 minutes? You know, like we now live in such a society where we literally expect instant gratification on, on all things. And like, that is privilege. Yeah. Like, first of all, our lives didn't used to be that way. But also like now that it's become our thing we're accustomed to, the fact that it's sort of shifted like out of that during COVID and stuff, I am I'm finding myself completely irate at ridiculous topics or, that aren't or real lost, issues. Or lost, yeah. It's oh, like, like, oh my God, if I'd lost my cell phone, I can't, I don't even have a clock. People I don't have who have like clock. their, their, um, their like cell phone cases also where their ID and their credit cards and money, I'm like, that is the biggest recipe for disaster. Why don't you put oh your, key, your car keys in there while you're at it? You know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> Why don't you put your diabetes medication? Right. <laughs> <laughs> any life-saving medication. Yeah, it's like. Well, I was having a conversation with a friend at the beach about this, and he made a really good point because he was like, the interesting thing, though, is like in our society, it's being so pointed to white people right now, which I think is fair. You know, like we've totally. had a run for a really long time in America that it's just unequal. And so I can see why that's happening here. But and this is very true. He made the point. He was like, I think it's just privilege in general because so many other countries would look at any American and the fact that like, like I've done work in Haiti before where we've like built houses and stuff. And like we built a cinder block house for this woman and I've never seen someone literally go into convulsions because she was so grateful to have actual walls and a roof and it was made out of cinder blocks it was nothing glamorous it was like i'm making that so like you (laughs) know kelly built that house yes you know it is not like super fancy but but the point is is she was so grateful to be out of a tent where her daughter 
like, and she had such a risk of being raped every night. Like, could you fucking imagine that? Like, or the fact that like, we all drive cars here or like a lot of us, you know, and that's pretty much the norm. Right. But like there, you're really rich if you have a car. Yeah. Like we don't even think about that. And so many of us are like, oh my God, my car is so shitty or, oh, my car's back in the shop. And it's like, you have a car though. Like we're, that is privilege and that's where it all gets kind of lost. I mean, it's even bigger than white privilege is the whole point, you know? But I do think it's the big focus right now probably should be white people. And like, like you said, we're involved in that too, because we have been given things a little more easily. Mm If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code Velvet's Edge at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Anyway, that's my rant. Tell us about OnSite, though. Uh, I'm like so... I, I haven't really... We kind of decompressed a smidge, but I was like, we're going to save it for the podcast. So give us the, give us the deets. Um, so I don't know if, did, did we tell people last week that's where I was going? Yeah. Or, okay. So um, I spent last Wednesday through Saturday at this, the most beautiful place in the world called Onsite. It's in a place called Cumberland Furnace, Tennessee. It's like an hour outside of Nashville. And it's this like old, big old mansion that they've added, um, 
not dorms. Um, what would you call the cabins um, mm-hmm. that sleep like two to three to four people, depending on what cabin you're in. And um, it was um, a program that was designed for music industry people. So there were like 45 of us there. Um, it was called the key of C and I think it was like a play on the word centered. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was about, um, the, the objective of the week was to sort of like us to digitally detox and to talk about sort of the effects that, you know, the loss that our industry has suffered during COVID. Um, that was the intention, you know, but, okay. um, I think that everyone went there with a little bit more baggage than just that, you know, as, as, we as do. humans, it's like, of course. And I think that all of us were really hoping to get like the real deal, like on site deep dive. This was designed a little different. Like normally, um, for their living centered programs, um, you would be in like a, you would have your group of eight with a therapist assigned to you the whole time where you would do some larger group work and then you do your breakouts yeah. in your group. Ours was a little different. We would, we would do like big group sort of like lectures and then we would break into smaller groups, but you would change who your group was. Um, so, I mean, it was like, we talked about our family dynamics and, you know, addiction to cell phones and internet and those sorts of things. And, um, and by the way, they take your phone from you when you arrive that you don't have a computer. The only way that people can reach you is an emergency phone number that's answered 24 hours a day. They will not confirm or deny whether you're there or not. So like, they'll be like, if you had called for me, they would be like, we cannot confirm that chip is neither here nor not here, mm-hmm. but what's the message. And yeah. they'll take a message. And if it's three o'clock in the morning and you're like, you know, I just peed my pants laughing and that's what you wanted to tell me. They would wake me up and tell me that. Wow. Um, so there is you're not completely cut off from the world is what i'm saying but um my biggest fear going into it with knowing that it was like a bunch of music industry people was that it would be people that i just like knew but wasn't close with and i would have to get really vulnerable around Mm. because you don't know what's going to come up you know um and um i one of my room i'm not going to say anybody's name because it's not fair to them but um there was a guy in my room there. I had two roommates, one guy I'd never met or even heard of. And another guy like kind of knew just in passing, like we would say hi to each other if we saw each other at a show, you know, but I didn't really know much about him except for like where he worked. And, um, like it, like we ended up like creating this amazing bond. I said to him, it was like, and I was a little worried that it even came off like insulting. I was like, what a pleasant surprise. And it was less about like, the surprise of like who he was, Mm -hmm. but how I was surprised at like the wall that I had like sort of put up going into it, worried about people in his position Mm. and being like, wow, it was like really comfortable, like letting my guard down. Like we would get up and we'd go on early morning walks. And this is like, I would have never done this with this guy in Nashville, you know, left to my own devices, but now I would, you know, I feel like I know him. So it was like, So anyway, I won't go into like really specific stuff. I will tell you, putting my phone away, I was like literally the whole drive there. And this is going to sound really irresponsible. I was texting and responding to emails and calling people. You were texting me and I I was like, oh my God, you're about to have to put your phone away. Yeah, I had to like get like the last minute in. And the sweetest thing, like the last text I got was from Lindsay, which, you know, in in the work world, like she's a huge priority for me. Like I think about it 
from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed, like how can I serve her career, you know? Sure. And just and she had a lot of really big stuff going on while I was gone and I was just I wanted to make sure like nothing was going to fall through the cracks, but at a certain point like it was out of my hands. Sure. And she as I was pulling into the property, I got a text from her that was like, "I'm so proud of you. Like please let your your guard down, be vulnerable, like make the most of your time." Like and it was like it kind of set me free. It was really yeah. nice. I was able to hand over my phone and know that like let go and let God. Yes. So um, I, um, I just, you know, it doesn't take very long that you kind of forget about it. Mm-hmm. It was funny because everyone would have phantom vibrates. Oh yeah. Um, and the first time I left my cam, my my cabin, I did the like phone keys wallet. I was uh-huh. like, You're like, wait I'm a like, second. Well, I don't have any of those things. Yeah. But um, so back to my fear of like um you know, having to get vulnerable around people that I know. So there were five people that I knew there. Um, one of which literally the guy lives across the street from me. Oh, weird. Like a few doors down. And I don't know him well. He's yeah. like new to the block. Oh, and we had to wear masks the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so people look really different with a mask on if you don't know them. Like if if it's a friend, you can picture what their face looks like. But the, I was meeting a lot of these people for the first time with their mask. And then at dinner, when you're sitting down, you can take the mask off. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. prettier than I thought. Yeah. You're more handsome than I thought wow. or whatever. <laughs> but um, so this person came up to me and when he saw my name, he's like, do you live across the street from me? And I looked at his name. I was like, I sure do. <laughs> but um, then there were four other people. One I knew pretty well. And the others were sort of like my roommate where it was like surface. And... Um, I met this amazing woman. She was the first person that I met. And I ended up in a group with the four people that I knew and her. And it was, we were talking about these things called family sculpts. And it's where you take your idea of like the makeup of your family. So for me, it would be my mom, my dad, my sister, and me. And we would put it down on paper and draw circles that represented like the positioning. Like emotionally, I felt like I was closer to my mom than my dad, but my sister was like closer to my dad. So you put it on paper and then you have to like explain it to your group and walk through those feelings. Mm. And all of us bawled when we did it. Like, I mean, it was like, we really went deep on it and I'm sitting there being like, fuck, this is literally my worst nightmare. But it was the most, um, you know, cathartic moment of the whole weekend. Yeah. And I feel like I will forever be tied to those people because of that moment. Um, And so it was really interesting because it was really about the subject matter that like made it feel cathartic. But I was like, in hindsight, I was like, and I lived through that fear. Yeah. So I don't know. I am dying to go back. Like, I loved that and, you said that. Yeah. That you wanted to go. I want to go do the real, real like session. deep, deep dive session. Because I feel like it was, we only really got to scratch the surface, for, surface because of the way that the program was designed. We only had one therapist for all of us. Yeah. So it's like shorter. But that's what I said to you. I think this was my response when you said this to me when you got out. But I was like, don't you feel like some of this stuff can be overwhelming to people a lot of times, especially because you don't know what to expect, right? And so you're like, oh, I don't want to do that or I don't need to do that. Or like you said, the second you guys start talking about family, you don't realize, regardless of if you hate your family, you're close with your family, everyone has family shit. You just do. It's where we get all of our programming from. And so... 
like when someone brings it up and you act, ask yourself certain questions that you've never had to think about before, even if you're subconsciously operating from those places all the time, it can be so emotional and you kind of start to recognize, oh, there might be more to this. Like, right. And so now you have the cool opportunity where you got to dip your toe in yes. and you're like, I want more. Yeah. Which has been my, my experience with that kind of stuff as well. Cause it can be really hard in the moment, but then the relief you feel when you walk through it is just something like I've never felt before. Well, this is a takeaway that I'll share that's, I mean, I guess it's a fairly personal one. Like, um, we, one of the exercises we looked at, uh, it's called like the wheel of feelings. I think uh-huh. it was called. And apparently you can buy this online for like a dollar. Okay. And basically the center are like the core. I would have taken a picture of it, but I didn't have my phone. Are there like core, like main emotions, like anger, sadness, mm-hmm. happiness, joy. And then as this, as like, it's got rings, like a rings of a tree. And then it's like, okay, these are some adjectives that describe that. And then, as you get further to the outside of the circle, it is... I'll try and find one and we should post it so okay. people can visualize sure. it. Um, when you get on the outside, it's like things you might be doing, like grinding your teeth, mm-hmm. like clenching your fist, like that. that, like how they associate with those things. And I raised my hand and I was like, how come on that wheel, 75% of that are what I perceive to be negative emotions? Mm. And... The guy, the therapist was like, well, what do you mean by negative? And I'm like, things that you're not supposed to feel. Like That's so fascinating. And some guy, a guy in the class like raised his hand and he was like, I totally get what you're saying. But like, to me, happiness doesn't exist without sadness or fear 100%. or anger. And like, you cannot approach, emotions are emotions and you should feel them. And um, the therapist said, a common mistake that parents make and my mother makes this to this day she says this to me parents will say all i care about is that my children are happy mm-hmm. it's this weird like programming thing where as children you learn and as an adult my mom still says, i'm like hey mom what do you want for christmas all i want are my children home and happy so you, know? you don't feel like you could be anything but you, can't, you feel like you are failing if you are not happy and and like when that when i heard that i was like I mean, you know me. Like, mm. that's exactly where I live. 100 When was the last time you live. saw me really fucking angry or really you sad? Never, like, I literally don't think I've ever I, seen you I angry. don't. Yeah. yeah. And that doesn't mean I don't feel anger. I know. But I said to the therapist, I was like, looking at all of these fucking words up there makes me realize that I don't know my feelings. I have a hard I, time identifying great, those feelings. Totally. I think, and I think boys specifically right. have that's, a harder programming to that. Right. Like, y'all... Y'all get it beat into, from my experience with men, it's it's really something that like I feel sorry for guys on is that they are basically conditioned to think that you can be happy or you can be mad. But like, don't be sad, don't be weak, don't be any of the other things that are uncomfortable for other people to experience when you're supposed to be the strong man, right. you know, which is such a fucking facade because right. the strongest men feel all their feelings in right. my experience. And I think it's really rare. Well, Miles, we, Miles Adcox, who runs the place, owns the place. Yeah. Um, he wasn't supposed to speak, but someone got sick. So he came in the day after his vacation. Yeah. And he told this story of um, his kid had to go to school. Um, and it's his first time going to school. Mm-hmm. You know, it's three, I think. Oh, yeah. Three or four. And, um, so, you know, he was like, we had to like get him used to wearing a mask and it was like, you know, you wear it for five minutes one day, 15 minutes. And like, now he's like, my kid like loves wearing his mask and he's better about it than adults. But 
he was like, I sat in the back seat. My wife was driving, and we like drive to the the drop off, mm-hmm. and um, his kid said, um, "Daddy, I'm really scared," and um, and Miles said to him, "Do you know that it's possible to be scared and brave at the same time?" Mm-hmm. And he said, "Yes." And then he looked at me and he said, will you be scared and brave with me right now? And they both cried. I'm going to cry to even saying it. Me and too. they both cried. And it's like such a, like an amazing, like, of course you can be brave and scared. Like, in fact, like, you almost, you have to be brave to be stop. scared. <laughs> right? <laughs> you have to be brave to say that you're scared. Well, it's not, that's what they say. Courage isn't the absence of fear. Right. It's, it's just taking the step anyway. Right. Even when you feel scared. Yeah. Which... God, why don't we start conditioning ourselves to think that and feel the feelings of whatever it is? But feelings are uncomfortable, especially when you haven't been right trained that they're okay. And so, right. what an amazing realization you had, yeah. though! Like that is literally such a gift. Yeah, that's like even if you walked away with nothing else, what a great gift. Yeah, that I can was. remember as a kid, like I, I, I lived in my feelings. Like I, I would see a, a dog hit on the side of the road and I would like fucking lose it. Like, and my parents were never like, boys don't cry. Like they, but at some point, and it was probably when I realized I was gay and I had to start like yeah. shielding myself. Yeah. I started swallowing my feelings and, but like, there are, you know, uh, probably most households with boys, like you're told not to cry. You're like, you got to be tough. You're a man, you know? And it's like, I, that makes kids feel small. You know, totally. you grow up being like, you making yourself feel small. And it's like, I, I, I referenced, um, you know, I, I don't have children, so I don't have experience of child rearing, you know, but I, I get to witness it. And our friend Mary, I think is an awesome mom. And I see how she um, addresses her kid when she's having emotional moments. Yeah, and she makes her talk about it. She's like, "Totally, what are what what's going on? Let's talk about it. Like, what are you feeling right now? Oh, you're are you sad? Okay, well, yeah, let's be sad. That's cool. And like, it's so awesome to witness that. And I think it's like, it's also we've evolved. <laughs> like, we're a different generation. Um, it was so interesting to see that like basically everyone said that they grew up in a house where no one showed emotions. Mm. And I think it was just a sign of the times. I think that's right. Yeah. And I think think it's it's just getting better. It's shifting. Yeah. I just think too, parents, I mean, that's the hardest job there is in my opinion. And even when you're trying to give your kid a positive reinforcement, like my parents would always say to me, you are such a joy. Like, because I was really happy as a kid. And, um, as I got older and like, I am double water sign for any of my astrology people out there that haven't heard me say that. And so I'm very, I feel the wave of all the emotions and I'm just now at the age of 39 starting to be like, wait, this isn't, I've always thought of it as like a hindrance to my success or, you know, anything. Cause I'm just can be all over the place. But Too many really, feels. Yeah. But like, as I'm learning to navigate that more and I'm surrounding myself with people who accept me and, and, and my emotions, like, and I can look at it more as like, Oh no, this is a superpower because I can be available to people in all these ways and all of these things. But anyway, when they used to say that it was the same thing for me of like, you can't be anything but, and so I became a really big people pleaser and, and, and I still can go into that, but luckily because I am so fucking emotional, (laughs) there's been moments in my life where I'm like, I don't want to be a fucking 
enjoy, you know, like yeah. and my anger will come out because I can't help myself. You know, it's like right. my emotions overtake anything that I can control most of the time. But, um, so anyway, I just think it's like, it's a hard thing as parents because they were trying to be positive to yeah. me as like, we just love you so much and you're such a joy. We're so grateful you're our daughter and we feel like it's such a gift, you know, all of that stuff. And we had to really work through them not saying that to me anymore in that, in that same capacity, right. you know, or whatever. Yeah, it's tough because it's like, you don't, I know like I've, I've never felt anything but loved by my parents, yes, you know, same. but they are at there. There are mistakes that they made naturally. All parents yeah. Do. So it, I think part of the struggle is like, it's not blame. Isn't the right, even though it feels like blame. Um, basically it's, it's more of like finding the courage just to communicate and set boundaries and yeah. Yeah. You can't do anything different until you're aware, right? And right. Like, that's the other thing with my parents. Without like me looking at the stuff that affected me, I would never be able to heal from it. But you're like you said, I don't have to sit here and be mad and blame and all that stuff. Like maybe that's a part of the process at some points, but like everybody is genuinely doing the best they can at any given time. I do believe that. Yeah. And especially our parents, you know, like yeah. with the tools they had at the time. Like, totally. I'm lucky that my parents have evolved and grown through the years too. So I can see the change in them, which has probably been one of the driving forces in me constantly wanting to like grow and be self-aware and look at how I can be better in relationship versus just getting stuck and being like stubborn in that, you know? Yeah. Cause it's been acceptable in my family. And for me too, it's like part of me wanted to come out of that and be like, let's dive into this with your parents and like start fixing shit. And I was like, Pump the brakes, bitch. Like, right, right. Focus more on, like like you said, you cannot change things until you're aware of it. But you also can't, my job is not to fix my parents. No. My job is to fix me. And in doing so, set the boundaries that say, this is how I'm going to exist. And if you want to, if you want to participate in my life, this is the space that you get to fill. Absolutely. And then they can choose to change or not to like fit into my life. Right. And, but the truth is, is like, because I've put up all these walls, like they don't, I don't give them the space to truly be in my life. And so I need to work that bullshit out to like let them in before mm-hmm. I like go at them and be like, look at all the fucked up shit look you how did. Look how fucked up you are. Look how fucked up <laughs> you made I was, me. Because I was a participant in it too. Of course. Yeah. Well, as an adult, we all are. Right. And that's been like the biggest thing of me not being able to blame is like, Okay, no, it's actually now it's time for me to take responsibility for my own actions at this point because I'm 39. Right. So, like, it's not my mother's fault that right. I do X, Y, and Z. It's not my dad's fault that I do X, Y, and Z. It's now on me. And so, inaction is an action when it comes to I think work. That's true. Like this. Yeah. Like, not doing anything isn't helping anything. No. So, um, you know, it's look, we're ever evolving creatures and it feels like an insurmountable hill to climb. Um, this was another major takeaway. They, they have a 2% change rule. So they like the example that the therapist gave was, he was like, I was vegan once and it was the hardest 38 hours of my life. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, you know, like we, we tend to like make these massive decisions. Like I'm going to do this and I'm going to go all in, I'm going to do it. And then we fail. Yeah. And he, the, the way that they showed a visual example is if a plane takes off from Boston, a round trip flight and flies to Los Angeles, if they're off course by 2%, when they come back, they land in New York city. Oh my God. So it's a big, over a lot of time, over an amount of time, 2% can affect great change. Mm -hmm. So rather than trying to like 
change 100% of things, go in at 2%. Give yourself the grace to take a little bit of time and make small changes that in the long run will make great change in your life. Well, that's so, why in 12-step they say one day at a time. One day right? at a time. Like, and that's like a big thing I know um, I've heard about in AA. They say, you know, the first three months, like you're going to be in this pink cloud because you all of a sudden have these new awarenesses and you just want to go tell the world. You're like, right. oh my God, listen to this. And you're, it's like exciting, right? And then the reality sets in of like, oh, this is how I have to live the rest of my life. And right. like you bump up against hard things in your life and you're like, oh, I want to grab a drink or whatever, whatever your drug of choice is, is, is for all of them. But like, um, yeah, they, that's why they say like, it's more about over time consistency and you can always slip so yeah, it's little like, th- and do little things just literally one day at a time i i'll tell you the, the two things hours. that i decided I'm, i the two like two percent changes that i'm doing i'm never going through a drive-thru again oh so i'm not saying i'm like won't eat fast food okay but i'm not going to go through a drive-thru okay because it's a slippery slope and next okay. thing you know you're fucking going through the drive-thru all these the are good boundaries for so like you're good, setting for yourself yeah, yeah. i'm not going to go through a drive-thru and um i this little, I've got a little yellow notebook right here. Okay. Um, I, we're, we are all very addicted to our phones. Yes. Like, there's no doubt about it. Um, I have learned um, in the days since, now that I'm back at work, like, it's nearly impossible. It's like, I can't throw this thing away. Like, no. addiction aside, like, it is impossible for me to do my job without right. it. But what it is not impossible to do is when I'm with a friend and we're connecting on a real level, I don't need this to communicate and operate. So if like, we're talking about something and I'm guilty of this, like say we're talking about white Lotus and we're like, what's that, that actor's name? Oh, I don't know. I'll Google it. it. Mm -hmm. And the next thing I know I'm answering texts. I'm looking at Instagram and I'm not in the moment. Susan knows you're talking to Susan. So I have this book. I have this book now. So when a moment like that arises, I'll write it down. Okay. Yes. It will take me out of the moment for a second, but there's nothing in this book that's going to like keep me in the book. Right, you won't get distracted. I won't by get all distracted by stuff. anything. So when I get home, I can look it up and text you the the name of the actor. Okay, I so see. I like be, these. I mean, I will tell you, things. it's a little annoying to have to carry this book around, but it's small. It's like the size of a, you know, an mm. Android probably. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired, man. Shots fired, Susan. <laughs> this is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, I want to kind of touch on, um, I mean, we went... 40 I mean, minutes yeah. on our, but, we, we might not even need our topic. I uh, know. Well, I do. I think it's kind of relevant to what you were just saying about the phones because we were literally sitting here talking about a topic or all day. We have been going back and forth and back and forth. And I just said to you, I'm like, I can't think of anything that isn't dark right now because of the oversaturation of negative news. Mm. And you were like, well, you said two things. You said, well, I haven't read the news in a week. And then I thought that was great. But then you also said that all of the stuff that you just told us about on-site, you're like, well, it was gone in two days because I just got thrown back in. Right. And it's not gone. Obviously, right. you just touched base with all of it. But I think it's interesting, our oversaturation because of our phones and all of this stuff and all of the negative news, um, how we can maintain our mental health. And that's what you and I wanted to talk about a little bit. And I think it actually transitions perfectly from on-site. Right. Like it's yeah. just like you had this amazing experience. Then you get thrown back into the world again. And it's like, oh, shit, here I am. And here's all the chaos all of the like boundaryless stuff that I used to do. How do you maintain the good stuff you learned in on-site with all of that just thrown back at you? You know, it's so easy to just fall back into the trap. Yeah, I mean, I think for my little two percent changes. Like, I'm gonna, yeah. ch- I'm gonna unsubscribe from every like news newsletter that I get. Yeah, I'm not gonna have it coming at me. Like, I feel like there is a time and a place for news, and you know. I um I feel like I got into it because I felt like I always needed to have something to talk about with somebody. Mm-hmm. I needed to be informed on things. But I got to tell you like I haven't missed and and I know it's it became like a a reflex. Like mm-hmm. when I was had a moment of like okay, I need to turn my brain off for a second. I would just type CNN like expecting there to be probably some big bad news story right that I could sort of like distract myself with and I have not missed looking up news at all i haven't felt uninformed um and i feel like i've been like all my conversations with my friends have been like so much more on a human level than being Mm. like hey let's talk about you know the that building that caved in in florida you know what Mm -hmm. i mean it's like Mm -hmm. because that even though i was it's incredibly sad and it's so tragic like it had nothing to do with me right you know so to make that to give that space in my life and my mind and 
um, surely it was causing stress. It's bad news can't be good for you. Um, you know, it's that stuff is unhealthy. So, you know, look, I I know it's there's a lot of gray area and it's a fine line to walk because there are injustices happening in the world that I want to be informed about and I want to stand up for the people that are you know on the wrong side of the injustice. Yeah. Um, you know, but I also cannot carry the weight of everyone's problems on my shoulders. Well, I think it's so interesting what you said when you're like, I mean, that doesn't affect me that like the Florida building or whatever. And, and that is actually a mentality I'm trying to change within myself because I think that I got really accustomed to only focusing on the tragic things that affected me. And then like I I recently kind of got triggered back into some stuff because the hurricane that hit Louisiana and, and then New York and New Jersey and all that stuff and watching people lose their houses to floods. My grandparents lost their house a couple years ago and nobody was talking about it. And I remember being like, Oh my God, you don't realize either. Like when you lose your house in a flood or like a tornado or things like that, like losing everything, you don't realize what that feels like. Like I remember just going through stuff that I had seen my entire life and it was just drenched and like, they didn't have any clothes. Like they didn't have fucking toothbrushes. Like you don't realize the safety that your home gives us, you know? And that's like another privilege that we, most of us have is to have a roof over our head. And so I have consciously been trying to pay more attention to all the things, even the things that like are not in my day to day, they affect me life. You know, that's like one of my, I don't know if it's like an amends I'm trying to make or if it's just something I'm trying to do to be better. Um, but in the same vein, I have been honestly borderline depressed for a really like about a year and a half now. And like, I'm really having to come to terms with that and how it's affected my life, my creativity, myself, and just like my joy that I bring to people like my, my parents like they probably couldn't say that to me all the time now you know because I just feel like I'm walking around with a cloud over my head like right. waiting for the next shoe to drop because the shoe fucking dropped right. you know like my world felt like it just completely disappeared and um, I'm sure that's why they're even doing the thing at on site that they yeah. were doing like it was just like this collective trauma happening and there wasn't really anywhere to turn for people to support you fully because everyone was going through something and it hasn't just been the music business disappearing or COVID in general, or it's been all the things like, I just feel like our world is getting turned upside down for a bigger spiritual purpose right now. But I think that I'm realizing the impact that just like kind of deep diving on the news every day. So I do feel informed and I can have the conversations or because of my job, I feel like it's important not to live in the dark. Um, but the effect that's having on my mental health. And so then it's sort of in the same vein that you're saying, like, I don't think that we're, we have the capacity to carry it all, all the time. Right. So anyway, I found an article because I was like, okay, well, what are we going to actually talk about? But we're bumping up against reality when we can't find a fucking topic to make people laugh. Like we're like, uh, you want to talk about abortion? Yeah, that's not funny. Uh, so, um, but there is a fine line too of the responsibility of talking about the real shit happening versus like living in the fluff world of fake social media world. So, well, what I, the, the conversations around abortion 
in particular or what's going on in Texas that I do find humor in is like when people fucking nail it on memes. You know, like I know, there's so many memes. There's so many good ones that just like Thank show, God for memes. Like, I don't know if I would have survived. I know. <laughs> like truly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and I could get real dark on the that topic. I've gotten in multiple fights on my Instagram the last uh week over that topic because I just have have very strong feelings about it. But um Let's not go there today. Yeah, let's not go there today. <laughs> anyway, I found this article on Very Well Mind, and it was like, is watching the news bad for mental health? And they're like, yes. Essentially, Duh. yes. And it's like, obviously, anxiety and depression has gone up immensely in 2020 because of all the pandemic stuff happening. But a lot of that is because we're over-consuming the news all the time. And um, yeah, I don't think that that means don't watch the news ever, but Basically, this article talks about how it impacts your mental health, but then also like how you can manage it. Because like, like you said, we want to be informed. We don't want to be in the dark on these certain topics. We want to be able to make informed decisions about these serious things happening in our personal, like that are affecting us personally and in our lives. And how do we do that? And so one of the things they said in here was limit your time each day, which I thought was really good. They say like, 30 minutes, less than 30 minutes of social media scrolling is probably the best. And I was like, what? Oh, I'm going to take social media off my phone, I think. It's, I don't blame you. If I could, I would. I'm to that point. Yeah. Um, leaving, Don't leave your television or your news stream on. Like, and I, I've, we I do, do that, that all the time in the I house. Don't. Like, it's just on in the background sometimes. And I don't realize the negativity happening but we were even driving the other day and like npr was on it was like in the morning you know you're just like trying to catch up on this stuff and then i realized oh my god i've been in a terrible mood all day because that's how i started my morning yeah you start with the negativity then it says schedule a worry time which i thought was really good because i will like find myself doing it all day but if you say like i've heard people talk about this with grief well, you get 15 minutes of this day to cry. And like, that's a really harsh one. And I don't think that that always works, but like kind of scheduling the time so that then it's like, okay, time is up. Okay. What am I going to do to get myself out of this and go be positive? So scheduling worry time, gauge how you feel before watching. Like we just mindlessly pick up our phone. Yes. And like either start watching the news or scrolling through our phones like on Twitter like reading the trending topics or whatever and like if you're already in kind of a dark place that's not the best thing to do you know like kind of like if you're already feeling pessimistic or anxious or angry even probably not the thing to do is go pick up your phone because it's just going to exacerbate all those feelings Um, watch reliable news outlets that's a big one I think people have a lot of debates on what those are but it's about figuring out which news outlets you believe and buy into and then kind of sticking with that and not like, I don't know. That one's a tough one. It's I a just tough one because I, I've, I I've heard, I've heard not to stick with one because it becomes an echo I mean, chamber. Well, I don't think I mean like stick with CNN or Fox news. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Cause those are very obviously one sided. Yeah. In my opinion. Right. And I mean, I watch they one all, of them, but I'm also like, learn your habits, especially if you're oh, looking you're at it online, they, yeah. they, they learn like what kind of articles you like and it serves. They tend to serve the algorithm will serve you things that like sort like fit what you seem to and the computer thinks you enjoy. Yeah. So it becomes so then you're a weird get echo chamber. More of the same. Yeah. 
I can't stand when people are like, well, coronavirus isn't real. It's only because you watch that one network. And I'm like, or is it because you only watch the other network? Right, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's just like. I would argue that the 600,000 dead people in our country would tell you it's very real. Well, you know, like. <laughs> I mean, obviously people know where we stand on this topic. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you do have to be able to make informed decisions. Like, you need to have the facts about the vaccine and all that stuff. But like, again, you were like, well, my doctor gave me the facts, not. CNN. Yeah, I like, didn't choose it because of news. I personally like the skim because they kind of have like the top bullet points and they keep things a little bit lighter most of the time. Or like, and I know that sounds really like... I forgot about the skim. Oh, I love the skim because it's... And I try not to read it in the mornings anymore because I don't like to... I need to do my like quiet time and meditation instead. But it gives you the bullet points and it's like they're funny and clever. And so it's not so doomsday feeling. Right. Um, but things like that, that you pick a certain avenue that works for you and then maybe stick to like one or two of those things and don't oversaturate yourself all the time. This one says subscribe to a newsletter podcast. So kind of in the same vein of what I was saying. And then I love this recite a helpful mantra. Like they said, toxic disaster reporting has no power over me. And a lot of people might be like, Oh, woo woo, figure out what works for you. But like, it's the same thing as checking, engaging, what you feel before you go read it. Right. You know, limit your exposure to other stressors, do something healthy after watching the news, go for a walk, things like that. Um, and then if you get a little dark and you need to get it out, find a therapist and talk about it. Cause right. I do think these times are like really, really hard on that. Like, I mean the fact that we sat all day and I was just like, yeah, this isn't hitting. This isn't it. Cause all the fluff stuff almost seems silly. Right. But then like, I want to like bring people joy on a Friday morning and not be like one of the same of doomsday. There you are. Bring in your joy. Bring in my fucking joy, mom. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. 
It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Something that I thought was interesting, too, because when I started to, like, research this particular topic was that it was really hard to find a legitimate news source that would tell you not to read the news. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. It was mostly, like, opinion pieces on Medium or, like, weird blogs I'd never heard of. Verywellmind.com. <laughs> right. But I, um, I did find this one's a little old, so I'll skip the stuff that's, like, irrelevant to, like, the cell phone usage and stuff that's okay. interesting. Because this was written in 2000. 13 but it's still i think these things like um it's from the guardian which yeah. is a british um yes. publication and the headline is news is bad for you and giving up reading it will make you happier which i, I mean, think is I really funny com- coming from um, a media outlet like, right and a legitimate media they're outlet. like read us but don't read us because right. you'll get depressed <laughs> and s- some of the things that like i think these points are really relevant today it says news is toxic to your body it contains triggers um, it, it constantly triggers the limb, um, the limbic system. Panicky stories spur the cascades of cortisol. This deregulates your immune system and inhabits the release of growth hormones. In other words, your body finds itself in a state of chronic stress. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like it can cause you to lose your hair, impaired digestion, like crazy shit. Um, it also says um, the news works like a drug. A story. As stories develop, we want to know how they continue. So, like, when you think about that, like, the constant feed. And, like, I know that's why I was going back. Like, well, now how many bodies have been found? And uh-huh. how many bodies have Me been too. found? And it's Me like, um, news waste your time. And it says, like, if you might read it 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes before bed, 15 minutes at lunch. Next thing you know, you're reading five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. And an hour of your day has literally been wasted just reading news. Yeah. Um. It makes you passive. News stories are overwhelmingly about things that you cannot influence. Mm. The daily repetition of news about things that we can't act upon makes us passive mm-hmm. because we're just observers at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were you were talking about like I forget the point that the exact point that you made, but it was like, I mean, honestly, bad news is great for business. Yes. We love to tell bad news. This it hooks us. It's You're t- I was clickbait. Talking about clickbait. Yeah, yeah, it's clickbait. It's like headline grabbing. Um, but like, uh, we, you were talking about the floods and it's mm-hmm. like, quite honestly, like the floods did not affect me. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't, they were close by the ones that in Nashville. Yes. Um, and I do think that the news needs to figure out a way to be more compassionate because those people need help, right. but they should not be a source of drama for us right? because it does get dramatized. Like I find myself, I want to look at the disaster photos. Yeah. That does nothing. Like basically what it should be is real human stories of like, this is what I lost. This is what I need. And not just like this clickbaity thing. So how can we still be informed so that those people aren't forgotten, Mm -hmm. but it's not about like bastardizing their story, you know? And I feel like the, the news media on both sides of the aisle benefit from bastardizing and like dramatizing these stories. I mean, that is such a big example of human 
conditioning, like all of it. I mean, think about my experience of being in the news and how I was so fucking devastated. Like it was so terrible for me on all levels. And it was like complete character assassination, all this stuff. And people were more interested in that than actually the truth because they wanted the sensationalized, like false story because it was more interesting. Right. You know, like whatever. And it just wasn't even fucking true. Right. So it's, it was the most devastating experience of the human condition to me to watch people thrive off of hating on me right? for something that never even happened. Yeah. And it's like, there are master media manipulators out there. Oh my God. You know? They're like, fucking lying yeah. half the time. And, and it, but like, it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter All because if the people that are consuming it want to believe it, that's it. That's their truth. Oh, I still get people yeah. saying shit to me like that. And I'm like, you do know no, this isn't true, right? Like I'm getting so, and I'm like, are we still fucking talking about this? Yeah. Like it never happened. But I mean, I do think like the the actual news places, not the TMZs or like the tabloid shit, have a responsibility to deliver real information, and they sensationalize a lot of it. But you know, it's that it's, it's such a fine line. Like right. I don't want to get in, into those battles of people being like, this is what we're saying. Blah well, blah, blah, I'll, blah blah. I'll give you a real life example, and I wish I could quote it perfect. Actually, I might be able to. Um, so there I, he goes getting distracted I'm, on his computer. Well, it's because I want to <laughs> quote it directly, but, okay. um, when I, obviously we talk about Lindsay L I work with Lindsay L. Um, when we put out this, her last record, she shared a story about being sexually assaulted when yes. she was 13 and 20 and it came out online first and then it was on people.com and then it was um, in print, a beautiful like print story that was longer. So the editorial was a little different. And the headline online was country star admits to being raped or something like that. It's like brutal. And like, the <laughs> headline in print was like Lindsay L's struggle through sexual assault into like, it was like very like fluffy and positive. Yeah. It was like really positive. Right. Like, like finds her strength through tragedy. struggle or whatever. Yes. And it was just like, Wait, why are these headlines different? Because they want fucking clicks. That's they want they the want. pass along. They want those things. And it's like, it still told the same story, mm-hmm. you know, and, but it was to get someone's attention. Once they've sold you the magazine, they've sold you the magazine. Like they, they, they probably want, I would, cause I would imagine that the reader of a people magazine is either a casual reader in like a doctor's office or they're probably a little bit older and they don't want Mm-hmm. Um, a false. lot of negativity. Like they don't want that drama. I think people Whereas are just passing scrolling. it along online. Yeah, like, passing it online yeah. and like posting it on Facebook and shit. What gets a click? But like something that sounds fucking terrible. Oh, mine was all Kristen Cavallari's ex best friend accused of affair with uh, current husband or whatever. And then it's like you go into the article and it's like, well, Kristen admits this never happened. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> okay, thanks. Why not lead with? Kristen knows it's not true. How about Kristen's a fucking liar? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Whoops. (laughs) Sometimes the anger still comes out. Maybe Um, she's not anymore. (laughs) We'll we'll just give her the benefit of Compassion. We'll be compassionate. But yeah. Anyway. um, Yeah. I just think it's like we do have to be careful what we're consuming. And it's super important to pick, you know, like outlets that you trust and believe in. And also read the facts, if you're going to like get into the science behind things, like we always talk about, or, um, just not like skimming the headline and like read the real article, but also be aware of what you're consuming for your own mental health. Like, I think the whole point of this whole statement was just, yeah, it was just like, really let's, 
pay more attention to the importance of our mental health because as you experienced this weekend, there's stuff that you weren't even aware of. Like I have that awareness happening to me a lot lately too. And it's just like, we are all in a collective trauma still. I yeah. really do believe that. And so take care of yourselves, you guys. Yeah. That's the moral of our story. Okay. I'm just going to do one listener email because we are like super short on time today. <laughs> uh, this one comes from Jocelyn. She says, I love that y'all talk about the tough stuff. Just wanted to comment on your talk about sexualization. If you want to show your body in a bikini because you think you look good and you feel good, do it, but be transparent. Write a caption that is rooted in empowerment like, damn, I feel good, instead of a caption that baits compliments like, ooh, I'm such a bloated whale, knowing people will tell you the contrary and leave you a bunch of fire and emoji hearts. Heart emojis, excuse me. I think it's dangerous differentiating between when it comes from a place of having confidence versus a place of craving validation. And I think the danger increases when people chase that validation and start to think that they are entitled, which is when they lose sight of the collective and start only to only consider individual wants. I saw a TikTok of a mom who said she was sick of people telling her to stop wearing a thong bikini to her family water park. She commented that she has sons and they see her dress this way all the time. And added that kids will eventually see things anyway. I don't, I do not think there is anything wrong with sex because I think it is a natural part of life, but I will not be having sex in front of a kid anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen, there's that clip. I think it's, um, sorry, this is a side tangent, but it just went through my head. I think it's Kenny Powers and it's Will Ferrell's character. And they talk about the son walking in. The mom goes, oh my God, our son just saw us have sex. And he goes, let him watch. (laughs) (laughs) So messed up. Okay. Maybe that's an extreme example, but all to say that people are no longer inclined to use discretion and forgetting that maybe there are certain things that are meant for certain time and place. Anyway, that was from Jocelyn. This is that big debate that I brought up about like, am I playing into the over-sexualization that came from the patriarchy? Um, Am I like doing what I do because I have, you know, collaborations with certain companies and it's a part of my business to do fashion stuff. What, and we talked about it being about the intention. I think she agrees with us. Yeah, I I agree with her. I think, I do think it's like, I mean, there's an Instagram account that's like, um, it's something like, uh, something it's something it's got the word caption in it. It's about like ludicrous captions oh, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like where it's like a girl or a guy who's like scantily clad, and they're like, Just "I'm really worried about like. climate change." Well, it's like, <laughs> or, I think it's irrelevant caption. Yeah, and it's like what, what, you're sitting on like you're naked in Bali. Right. Like, what are you right. so worried right. about? Right. You know, it's um, tough. I mean, I think that the influencer game has changed. I know, like I've dealt with that too like it has shifted greatly and so everyone's kind of trying to navigate because that is what was working for it a totally, long time yeah. it's like because no one was reading the caption no one was really it, the right. people that were like calling him out for well it. and also nobody was really talking about deep stuff right like that has really shifted on instagram i think specifically yeah. but yeah i mean I, I don't know the answer but i do think having an awareness again is the big thing, but also like asking yourself, like, what is my intention? Right. And is it just like, yeah, I feel great today. And like, look how cute the suit is or whatever it is. Like, I don't know. It could just be that you feel good and you're feeling yourself. Yeah. But just own it. Yeah. You gotta own it. Anyway, we threw a lot at you guys today. I feel Uh, good about it though. Like you feel good. Damn, you feel feel good. I feel like we, I came into this a little worried that like we had no idea what we were going to talk about and it like flowed out and felt really sincere and well you guys let us know if you feel the yeah. same <laughs> I hope you do I mean should I make a dog fart noise or something I like mean, light in the mood like 
who like a hot one why do you always gotta go to the hot ones well yeah it's the hot ones <laughs> they're so like so, puffy ew, that's ew. what they are <laughs> i can smell one right now <laughs> anyway i hope you guys have a great rest of your friday thanks for listening to all of our different topics and i hope that y'all got something out of it take care of yourselves i think that's our big thing and also when you go into your weekend and you're act acting casual no well, fuck let me start over When you go into your weekend and you're living on the edge, take care of your mental health and always remember to... Act casual! (laughs) Close. Bye. Bye! This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.